Welcome back, everybody. This is Chris and Joel Ramos back at it again with a brand new podcast, the podcast Mercer himself with a new review. And today we're going to review episode two of season one of Disney Plus original show, The Mandalorian. And episode two is a little bit different than episode one. It starts off with Mando walking back after retrieving his asset, which happens to be a baby in the form of whatever the alien race for Yoda is called. I don't really know because that never been disclosed, one of those mysterious things. And I never give credit to where credit is due. The first episode was directed by the show's showrunner, which is Dave Filoni of Clone Wars fame. Not Clone Wars, sorry. Of Rebels, Star Wars Rebels fame. And it, it was a great opener. The second episode's actually um, directed by Rick Famuyiwa of uh, Brown Sugar, Talk to Me, Dope, and <clears throat> the new DC Flash movie that was supposed to come out that got got canceled and uncanceled and it's that whole mess. So the tone's a little different than Filoni's on episode one. So this episode, right, we start off with Mando walking back. Baby Yoda's in a ship and he gets ambushed by bounty hunters who he tries to fend off and he fends off successfully and kills them with his sniper rifle i don't even want to call it a sniper because this thing is like a one-shot kill duster just one hit and the enemy just turns to dust and one dead in front of baby yoda as he was trying to attack him and it was crazy the scene was a quick one and it just got right to the point after this he as he's going back to his ship right he notices the jawas are there because he's using his sniper rifle as a telescope or binoculars, whatever you want to call it, right? And they are scrapping his ship for parts. And he's like, you got to be kidding me, man. I just finished dealing with a raid of uh, bandits in the, or an army of bandits, army of whatever, marauders, whatever they're called, who were holding the asset captive. And now i got to deal with this? So he shoots a couple off, kills them instantaneously with a sniper. I like to call it a duster because it's just a one-shot kill shot. And the Jawas obviously escape on their giant, like, treading tank-looking thing, right? It's like a fortress on wheels. And he tries to climb the tank, and he it's like one of those things where he just climbs it, like in that old uh, Star Wars video game. I remember someone posted a clip about that. And he's trying to climb it. They're trying to shoot him off. He gets a grappling hook on, a, on some sort of, like, um, cherry picker-type uh, crane. They try to knock the crane off, so he falls, but he manages to actually climb top for nothing because there's like 20 Jawas pointing guns at him and he's like oh snap and they zap him with like a taser gun of some sort right and he just falls 100 feet in the air hits the ground and you'd be like oh that would kill someone but he's the Mandalorian he can't just be easily killed by this but so they made it like a little like a soft landing so after this happened he walks with the baby through the desert back to where we find Kuil the rancher, uh, the I have spoken guy. I finally know his name. It's Kawil. And he says his ship has been destroyed by the damn Jawas. And the Kawil responds, no, it's been strapped, stripped for parts. The Jawas don't destroy. They steal. You can get your parts back and build your ship again. And he's like, there's no way I can do this. Especially with Jawas. Especially in the giant fortress they have. So Kawil's like, let me take you to the Jawas. And we'll make a trade deal with them. But of course, he's like, what? Trade with the Jawas? I'd never do that. Because, you know, apparently Jawas have the history of being the most cheapest uh, barterers in all the galaxy. 
This is like canon since the first Star Wars film. So they go there, and obviously Jawas are very happy to see the Mandalorian after he dusted off a few of his their friends, right? They hate the guy. I wouldn't blame him either. <laughs> so Quill's there to translate a little bit, but little do we know, Mandalorian actually knows how to speak Jawa. A little choppy, and they kind of poke fun of him. So he pulls out his damn flame for from his arm, and is like, yo, chill, relax. You don't got to go this hard. He's like, okay, let me step back. So Quill does all the talking while Mando's just there nodding his head. And they're like, so what can we do to trade back for his parts? And they're like, well, we can take some of that best guard that he has on him. It's because these guys know everything. He knows the best guard, pauldron that he has. He's like, I'd never get that. And then Quill's like, he's a Mandalorian. There's no way you're going to get his armor. Is there anything else you guys actually want? And there's like, well, they were like there in a huddle just talking like, well, there is one thing. And that one thing happens to be an egg. He's like, fine, I can definitely find an egg. Uh, what kind of egg? That's when it gets tricky. Because now they're driving back to wherever the location of this egg they want, right? The egg is located within a cave, but we don't know what kind of creature lurks inside. So Mandalorian goes in with his like, lamp light on his helmet. And he's looking for an egg, but he sees a giant eye. And this is when we start hearing blaster noises in the background. And as he gets tossed out of the cave... And what do we see? A giant alien monster that resembles like a huge uh, woolly mammoth bit with like a rhinoceros head. Really ugly thing, right? And it's about to go down. Mandalorian versus this rhino. So they're at it. They're fighting. And he is not doing very well holding his own against this giant behemoth of a beast. So what do we see? We see that Mando gets wrecked. He gets tossed like a rag doll and he's just there using all his weaponry nothing is working for him and he's like i can go all night but he can't you know one more direct hit from this thing and it's like getting hit by a bull you're gonna be lights out so baby yoda's in the background seeing mandalorian's not really doing so hot and of course baby yoda apparently has force powers we just realized that the yoda baby baby yoda is a force user but i am not surprised because it's Yoda. <laughs> Not even just that. The race of the being of what Yoda is are very Force-sensitive creatures. So even if he is a 50-year-old baby, he definitely can control the Force enough to stop whatever it is they need him to stop this giant rhino from attacking and killing Mando, right? So as Baby Yoda's there, using his Force powers to levitate the, the, um, the monster... Mando's just there in shock, like, I thought I was going like, to die. Like, he had nothing but a knife out. He was there, like, ready, like all woozy, ready to get knocked out. So, before the monster's about to land, he jabs him right in the neck in a one-shot kill. But, of course, he turns it a couple times to make sure it really killed this thing. Because, obviously, a big monster isn't going to go down one direct hit that easily. you got to always double-check. So, he retrieves the egg, and it looks like a giant, a, a giant uh, fuzzy egg. Almost like the fur of the beast itself, and gives it back to the Jawas. But just in time, because Quill was waiting for the Mandalorian to come back in time, because the Jawas are on a schedule, apparently. And they were about to leave. And like, you know what, he's taking too long, whatever. So, they finally retrieved her egg, give it to the Jawas, and they're jumping for joy. They're happy to see that the egg was retrieved, and they cut it open, and they start eating the egg raw. 
I thought that was a weird part of this whole thing. Like, wait a minute, you're not going to at least cook it and make it scrambled eggs or some fried eggs? This man almost got himself killed for a giant beast's egg. And you're just going to eat it raw? At least have the decency to make an omelet. <laughs> so, yeah, so the Jawas are happy. And then Coelho helps him drag all his parts back on, a, like, a caravan. And he's there like, all right, let's build the ship up. So he retrieves his parts, tow it back to his ship, and start building. And Baby Yoda's fast asleep because he had a really rough day, you know, using a lot of his force powers. And Quill and him have this, you know, uh, exchange. They're like, thank you, you've helped brought peace and, um, to my land. And he's like, no problem, because his valley was just covered in warfare over this whoever bounding whichever bounty hunter was going to retrieve the asset back for that money and and then now that the whole platoon or base has been destroyed there's no more and there's no more bounty on the planet they can finally he can finally have peace and go back to his ways so amando offers him a position as like an engineer on his ship or somebody to help him on his travels like listen i'm past my prime i'm just already in retirement mode Thank you for the offer. I appreciate it. It's an honor, but now I want to chill. And he's like, all right, I respect that. So, Will, thanks, Mando, for bringing peace to his valley. The child is, he almost says, like, may the child be uh, blessed to survive and bring you a handsome reward. Like, you know, may you may good things happen in your future. And then him and, him and Mandalorian have a little exchange of, like, you know, that Grizzly Adams head nod, and then he's off. And that's how the episode ends. This was a quick one to review. A lot happened, but it mostly happened with on-screen chemistry versus dialogue. It wasn't a dialogue-heavy episode. Almost laid out like a three-arc play. You had a beginning, a middle, and the end. And it was one story that wasn't like any side stories. This was the main thing. It was just he needs to get his ship back together and rebuild it. The Jawas need an egg so they can eat. And then Baby Yoda saves a day and that was the episode this is the fastest review i've ever had to do it was very straightforward and very much an easy one to get done so i give this episode a solid i don't want to say four stars three and a half seems fair it was very simplistic but it wasn't a bad episode it was like a nice little introduction to baby yoda actually being a force user and it definitely um set the theme of the world so, but i don't want to be mean to the director of this episode because it wasn't a bad directed episode it was just a simple plot it wasn't anything too crazy or over dramatic or like complicated it was very straightforward storyline telling so good good storytelling it was just a more linear story arc than i expected it to go so soon in the season but again it's the second episode we'll have to see where this show goes on from here but again i don't want to over state my opinion so let's just give the episode a 3.5 Nothing wrong with 3.5. Well, thanks for listening to this, and sorry for my voice. I'm just cold weather and winters in the East Coast are just a little harsh on my vocal cords, so bear with me. Well, thank you for listening, and stay tuned to the next one, and may the force be with you.